Hello, word nerds. This is the dictionary. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Okay, so the first word is cease and desist order. Four words. What? We don't usually see four words. It is a noun from 1926, an order from an administrative agency to refrain from a method of competition or a labor practice found by the agency to be unfair. Somebody says, hey, you're doing something I don't like. Please stop. Next is cease fire. Two words with a hyphen. Noun from 1859. One, a military order to cease firing. Two, a suspension of active hostilities. Please let us not shoot our guns anymore. Please, the firing, it has to cease. Next is ceaseless. Adjective from 1570. Continuing without cease. Synonym is constant. Ceaseless. There is no ceasing happening. And again, you've heard me say this many times. This word sounds so weird. Uh, As in ceaseless efforts. Ceaselessly is an adverb and ceaselessness is a noun. Next is cecropia moth. Cecropia moth. Yes, two words. Cecropia is spelled C-E-C-R-O. P-I-A. Noun from 1885. A large North American Saturnid moth that is brown with red, white, and black markings. And the scientific name is Hyalophora cecropia. Yep, that's what it is. There is a picture of a cecropia moth. Um, it's got uh, different different shades of... I mean, it's a black and white drawing, so I don't get to see the the red. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll have to post a picture of the Cecropia moth. Let's see. This is from, uh, let's see, the left. Cecropius, which means Athenian from the Greek Cecropius, uh, which is from Cecrops, which is Cecrops, which is a legendary king of Athens. Uh, so yes, for some reason, they thought that this moth should be named after the legendary king of Athens. Next, we have Secum. C-E-C-U-M, or you could spell it C-A-E-C-U-M for some reason. This is a noun from circa 1721, a cavity open at one end. Uh, And then the example is as the blind end of a duct. Okay, and then especially the blind pouch at the beginning of the large intestine into which the ilium opens from one side and which is continuous with the colon. Cecal, C-E-C-A-L, or C-A-C-E-C-A-E-C-A-L, those are adjectives, and cecally is an adverb. How could something be an adverb of the cecal? I guess, maybe, cecally, yeah. This is from the Latin intestium cecum, intestinum cecum, and that literally means blind intestine. Uh, So, yes, that is what that is. Next, we have C-E-D, all caps. We're not done with the abbreviations. You thought they were gone. They're still here. This is an abbreviation for Committee for Economic Development. Next is CEDAR, C-E-D-A-R. We're going to see a bunch of words that start with CEDAR. Noun from the 14th century, 1A, any of a genus of usually tall coniferous trees of the pine family, noted for their fragrant, durable wood. 
And the example is as the cedar of Lebanon or the deodar. What is the deodar? D-E-O-D-A-R. It's not capitalized, but yeah, must be some kind of tree. By the way, the genus name is Cedrus. C-E-D-R-U-S. Uh, anything else for that? Uh, but okay, now we're going to move on to 1B. Any of numerous coniferous trees that resemble the true cedars, especially in the fragrance and durability of their wood. They have very fine wood, very good and durable wood. All of the cedars, it sounds like. Let's see, there are some examples. The genera is juniperus. That's one of them. Another one is camicaraparis. C-H-A-M-A-E-C-Y-P-A-R-I-S. I don't think it's a ch sound. I'm going to say Camarikeparis. And then there's another one, another genera, another uh, genus is Thuja, T-H-U-J-A. And those are all of the Cypress family. Number two, the wood of a cedar. And cedary is an adjective. Let's see. I think we, I think uh, my parents, when they finished up their basement, they got some closets made down there. And I think those may have been made of cedar. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, it's a, a very distinct smell. Next is cedar apple rust. There's a hyphen between cedar apple. Noun from 1946. A gall-producing disease, especially of the apple, caused by a rust fungus that completes the first part of its life cycle on the common red cedar and the second on the leaves and fruit of the apple. So you got to watch out for this. The f- the uh, scientific name of this fungus is... This is intense. Whoa. Are we going to read this? We're going to try. Okay, it is Gymnosporangium juniperi vir- virginia... Vir- <laughs> vir- this is the word that I get hung up on. Virginiani. Yeah, that was that was fun. Um, and then the scientific name for the red cedar that it mentions is uh, Juniperus virginiana. So maybe it's in Virginia? Okay. Next is cedar bird. All one word, even though I said it separated. Cedar bird. Noun from 1883. And we have the synonym cedar waxwing. Oh, we're going to see that shortly. But first, we must talk about cedarn. So we just added an N to cedar. Adjective from 1634. It is archaic, and it means made or suggestive of cedar. It is cedarn. But now I think we just say probably cedary. We add an, a Y. Next is cedar of Lebanon. I had no idea that uh, Lebanon was known for its cedars. Uh, okay, so that was three words. N- doesn't say if it's a noun. No, but it should be, right? Uh, it is from the 14th century. It is a long-lived cedar native to Asia Minor with short, fascicled leaves and erect cones. And the scientific name is Cedrus Libani. Maybe we should find a picture of the cedar of Lebanon. Next is cedar waxwing. That was what we talked about with the cedar bird. I'm guessing it's a bird. Two words, noun, from circa 1844. A brown, gregarious American waxwing with a yellow band on the tip of the tail and a pale yellow belly. Yellow belly. The scientific name is Bombacilla cedrorum. 
So I'm guessing it must live in cedar trees, right? Why would they name it the cedar waxwing if it didn't live in the cedars? We'll, we'll have to post a picture of the cedar waxwing, obviously. Next is cedarwood, all one word, noun from the 14th century. I'm just realizing it would have been so great if I could have gotten Nick Offerman on this episode to talk about cedar. I don't know if he likes cedarwood, uh, but maybe I can find out which wood he likes and then he can be a guest on that episode. Nick, are you listening? Probably not. Okay, this is a noun from the 14th century. The wood of a cedar that is especially repellent to insects. Well, that's good for us because we don't like insects biting us. Next is seed. It is not S-E-E-D. It is C-E-D-E. Seed. This is a verb. Looks like it's just transitive from 1749. One, to yield or grant typically by treaty. Two, synonyms are assign and transfer. And cedar is not the wood. It's very confusing. It is C-E-D-E-R. It is a noun. Uh, That is the one who is doing this yielding or granting. This is from Latin cadere, which means to go or withdraw or yield. And I believe this would be related somehow to cease that we had before. You know, in some way, probably. Next we have... Sadie. Yeah, Sadie. But it is spelled C-E-D-I. That's not how I would want to pronounce it, but that's what the book tells me. It is a noun from 1965. Doesn't give a definition. It just says, see the money table. So it's some kind of money. What is it? It is says, it is from the Twi language. T-W-I. Let's check this thing uh, that is not an abbreviation for anything, so I'm guessing that is the full name of the language, Twi, T-W-I. Um, their word is uh, Sedi, S-E-D-I, and it means cowrie, C-O-W-R-Y. So, Sedi, Sedi, cowrie, it's money. And next is Sedilla. It is a noun from 1599. I'm going to assume that you can also pronounce it Sedia because of the double L. Uh, This is a diacritical mark placed under a letter to indicate an alteration or modification of its usual phonetic value. All right. So I have actually been wondering what this mark is called for years. It is a sedilla or a sedia. So this, it says it's placed under a letter, and then it is, uh, the example is, a C, the letter C in French, um, as the example is the word facade. Uh, so there's, a, in the word facade, it, which is spelled F-A-C-A-D-E, if it didn't have that little symbol, you would probably want to pronounce it facade or facade, but that's not how it's pronounced because there's a little symbol called a sedilla under it, and that means that it, you have to pronounce it differently than the normal way. What are some other examples of this letter, this symbol being used? I can't think of any off the top of my head. What does the etymology say? It is Spanish. Uh, from the obsolete letter, C, with the symbol under it, so it was like its own its own letter, uh, which, by the way, is actually a medieval form of the letter Z. Okay, thank you. Sedilla uh, or Sedilla is a diminutive of Seda or Zeda with the letter Z. 
from the Latin zeta, and there's more at the word Z, Z-E-D, which a lot of people uh, use that to say the letter Z. I like Z, they like Z, that's fine. So it's uh, very much related to the letter Z. So when you see that uh, symbol under the C, you can sort of pronounce it like a Z. Not always, but sort of. It's a cedilla. And our next word is the last word of this episode. It is C, spelled C-E-E. It is a noun from 1542, and it's just the letter C. So we had cease and desist order, cease fire, ceaseless, cecropia moth, cecum, C-E-D, cedar, cedar apple rust, cedar bird, cedern, cedar of Lebanon, cedar waxwing, cedar wood, seed, Sadie, Sedilla, and C. I am going to pick Sedilla as the word of the episode. I really, truly feel like it should be pronounced Sedilla because it is a Spanish word, but uh, they don't say that here, so I'm very confused. Um, I uh, was, uh, Do I have to sing a song about Sedilla? The symbol on... No. The symbol below the letter C in the word facade is called a cedilla. That was terrible. The words, the holidays, the holidays, the holidays we have today. In U.S., it is Cesar Chavez today. It is also Manatee Appreciation Day. Yes, we should appreciate our manatees. They, uh, they're, they're the cows of the sea. They are very chill and cool and... Uh, in especially in Florida, where most of them live, live I think they uh, they get real close to the boats, and the boats have these um, engines on the back with blades, and they chop up their their backs, and uh, that is very bad, and they don't deserve that. So be careful with your boats. Um, yes, please and thank you, and appreciate the manatees. It is also International Transgender Day of Visibility, and this is definitely a good thing to celebrate. Uh, I, I believe that we are getting better with um, visibility and acceptance of uh, d- different gender issues, different uh, feelings of gender all over the world, you know, all over the place. Um, gender is a construct. Gender is in your brain. You you do you. And uh, so this is a very good thing that I we're getting better at. We are so not there, but we are definitely getting better as a world society. So yes, be visible of your your uh, your transgender friends. Um, it is the forty third day of Lent. It is the fourth day of Passover. In Malta, it is Freedom Day. It is National Sunflower Day in Argentina. It is also in Azerbaijan Day of Genocide of Azerbaijanis. Uh, that sounds terrible, but obviously a good thing to remember and discuss. It is in Thailand, King Naklau Memorial Day. In New Jersey, it's Thomas Mundy Peterson Day. Hello, Thomas Mundy Peterson. I don't know what you did. It is Transfer Day in the U.S. Virgin Islands. It is World Backup Day. Oh, now I feel like I got to click on this to figure out what this is. You didn't take me to the right place. World, I don't know. I'm just going to assume that means back up your files because, yes... Um, and it is Bunsen Burner Day. That is the fun holiday. It is the last day of March. How did we get here so quickly? Yay for the end of March. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.